0: I look at life like a marathon, more so than the physical side, is the mental aspect of being committed to something that challenges you. The vision you got for your life is delusional, people like you don't even achieve on that level. The thing that kept me going boiled down to one question, would you rather be at war with yourself and at peace with the world, or at peace with yourself and at war with the world?
1: You are now tuned in to
2: the hunger you are for now more. Tuned Tune in. into none now other than hunger for more. The hunger for more, hunger for more. with b
1: Wills, Yo, yo, yo. Joss. this is a hunger for more. This is it. This is hunger for more. This is something special for us. I know it's special. Uh, For me, um, being able to get on here with my brothers, Tyler, Just, I think about that clip that we just watched. And I think instinctively um, it's something that really ties us all together. You know, I think uh, us being the talented, award winning, you know, black creatives that we are. It's times when uh, we feel like we are at war with ourselves a little bit, whether it's the project we're on. The way we're looked at internally, the way we're looked at externally. But I think we took it upon ourselves to really flip that, like Nipsey was talking about. I think we just really attached ourselves to his principles. And I think from that, we we offer our version of, of everything he was teaching us. And so uh, The Hunger for More is in the Nipsey Hustle podcast. Um, It's for those that want to be inspired, those that have inquisitive minds, those that are creative, those that want to be their best selves. It's a lifestyle podcast. It's a self-improvement podcast. It's a little bit of everything. And I think that's why that one of one call out really uh, hits home, because each of us are one of one. But when you can find those threads that link you to like wired and like minded people is really special. So with that being said, T, just let the people know about you. What an intro.
3: Go ahead, Just. All right, brother. Appreciate you, man. Yeah. Welcome to Hunger for More and um, Justin Joseph, a longtime creative Caribbean kid by way of Connecticut, New York, Jersey, all over the country, if you will. Yeah, man. We're here to share three black men on this journey of creativity, thought, process, sports, you name it. And I'm fortunate on many levels, blessed to be amongst you creators, amongst you brothers, and also for you guys out there listening to share our thoughts, views, hear your ideas, hear your thoughts and views. Um, we're here for this journey together. Ambition, goals, do for
2: more. Salute. Yeah, man. I'm Tyler. Uh, go by many names, T, Ty, TZ, as I'm sure you'll start to hear. But uh, yeah, like they said, and just to kind of tie it all together, we uh, overall, Nipsey was about growth. Right. And um, and that is, I feel like at the core of what we are going to talk about with this podcast, whether it's um, mental growth, physical growth, relationship growth, career growth, whatever it is, um, striving to be better um, every day. And so I feel like with every song, with every uh, bar whatever uh, that I would hear from Nipsey, it would be that it would be growing and um, getting better. So. Um, I don't think we're, we're portraying ourselves to be any kind of self-help, self-help experts. We're not therapists. We're not personal trainers. We're not any of that. It's us sharing our stories, our experiences, um, and possibly teaching, but at the same time, learning from each other and, um, just trying to be better overall. So I'm excited for this journey and let's get started. Let's get it.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think, you know, I've been watching Wu-Tang and, uh, I just watched a Raekwon episode. I feel like this is our purple tape. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, man. We're only built for Cuban links and purple <laughs> <and, and, laughs> intercourse. Yeah, get it. Talk to them. <laughs> yeah, I gotta talk my shit a little bit. Um, you know, Cuban links. Uh, the reason why uh it was that is because the, you know, the way that it's connected is so tight, it's unbreakable. And I feel like using that as an analogy, I think that's what we are but also when I bring in the purple tape aspect, um, back then every tape was, you know, carbon gray, clear cassette, you might get an all black joint. And Raekwon's genius, creative genius, his curiosity to try something different, he said, let's flip it on his head, let's do purple. And so uh, obviously X amount of years later, it's legendary for that reason. And so I'm gonna let that light blue speak to our ambition And that light blue is our stamp. It's okay to want to have ambition to elevate. It's okay to be a canvas of your experiences. And it's damn sure okay to be able to share that with your people. And I hope as you continue along with us on this journey that you become our people. Um, So with all that said, man, hunger for more. I know all of us, man, we grew up in the 90s, 80s radios popping, but I feel like that was like my birth to storytelling. That was my intro to storytelling. I remember, you know, growing up in SoCal and Tustin. Um, man, I go home, I cut on 92.3, the beat, I'm listening to Theo. Theo? <laughs> so I'm on <laughs> Power 106, Big Boy, the legend. One things, big Boy, Big Boy. Little Snoop Doggy dog, and Nate dog. But um, that was our form of entertainment. Um, The way that they were able to really infiltrate our lives. And every moment we had to be around the radio. And if you weren't, you wouldn't be able to even chop it up with some of the people, you know, did you hear the new song? Did you hear the joint that they play? And so I feel like it's something special about being able to let your mind wander while your ears are listening. Each viewer has that ability to create their own vision of what it is that you're saying. So, man, let's, let's touch on that a little bit. What was it like for you, T, growing up listening to the radio up in Portland, bro?
2: The radio for me symbolizes culture in a way as well as storytelling but um, I feel like for us black folks one of the biggest elements of our culture is music and especially back in the day when I was coming up there was no you know internet there was no LimeWire there was no piff, no Spotify no none of that so in order to hear these cuts and in order to be a part like you said you you know it'd be like four or five o'clock and they would start playing the new joints. Make sure you come back, you know, for the new joints. And you didn't want to miss out. Oh, you didn't hear that new 50 cent? Like the next day at school, you miss out on that. You're almost like cut out of the conversation. And, you know, if you think about it even deeper, you know, cut out of the culture for that day. So for me, it was all about being inclusive and then being in, in that, um, in that segment of population that was, you know, I'm a hip-hop listener, so it was mainly hip-hop for me. Um And, yeah, and, and, and in a way, to go back to Nip, my favorite rappers are those storytellers. So, um yeah, that, that's the big thing for me. Looking back, just at 4 o'clock, you know, you get home from school and it's like, okay, here are the new hot joints. It's crazy, because now the radio, hot new hot joints for them, it's, we've been listening to for three months on Spotify already, so it's sad to see how that has evolved, but um, but yeah, that's those are my thoughts on on the radio and just kind of like how, you know, it, it's got a soft spot for me too because I, you know, don't even listen to it anymore. But when I did, it was you know I was 10, 11, 13 years old. So to even take it a step
3: further with me, um, I would honestly say my version of being around that, if you will, the fireside, right? The fireside chat. Now everyone does it when they do these big conferences and someone sits down and someone's gonna be the narrator and everyone kind of gathers to hear this person speak. The cool part is, especially for us, if you will, black folks, folks of color, immigrant, this, that, and the third, I can even point out as a little kid, my fireside chat was rocking at a family birthday party, family get together, Thanksgiving, whatever may be a meal around the dinner table. And I'm the youngest at the table, and I'm hearing everybody around me telling stories from Antigua, the Caribbean, the, you know, down in New Orleans, you know, and down under, if you will, because like I, like I said, family all over, England, the Santa 3rd. And now that I'm a family man myself, one of the things I catch our son doing is when we're having our gatherings and get-togethers, he's now sitting around. Our My nephews are now sitting around. You can see them listening. Sure, they're playing on little iPads and all this good stuff. We can hear them listening, and all of a sudden they look up, they laugh, they want to put their two cents in. It's dope. Yeah. But then fast forward as I got older, right? I'm also I'm this northeast kid by way of Caribbean slash you know Canada, and my father, my I'm blessed to have it where my family is all musicians. My dad's side at least all musicians. My mom's side is all athletes. And growing up, it was dope because. Here's a situation with my father, classical musician, band, my uncle's the same thing, aunties, singers, all that good stuff. And here this thing that came across, this art form called rap, hip hop. And I'm playing it in the house. And my pops is like, what is this? And he was, I'll tell you now, and families who's listening will tell you, they're not into it. They thought it was repetitive, this, that, and the third. Even when I made the argument, of who was producing and later in my life. And I told my dad, yo, DJ Premier did this. Here's the original track. Here's the original sample. He just felt it wasn't of this unquote, classic form, which we'll talk about later on this podcast down the line, classical music, who told us what. But yeah, man, Radio Brian and T, to your point, you guys had that West Coast vibe, North, you know, Northwest vibe. I'm the Northeast kid. So I had Hot 97, had DJ Red Alert. I had Bobito. On 89.9, 89.1, which was a college station. So these dudes are playing Boo. They're playing Most Death. <laughs> They're playing Ray. It's and crazy. I gotta call you out, B. You talk about the purple tape? You gotta show the love to my man, Ghostface. No doubt. Ghostface. You know, you know what I mean? I know, no, I know no. Ray said, I don't want nobody sounding like me on any album, but we gotta we got give it up to my man, Ghost. But yeah, man, all those dudes is crazy. And to your point about the tape, real quick. The crazy part is me and the fellows would record that Thursday night, um, bob and stretch, you know? And then all of a sudden, what we would do is take our tapes, you know, the 90-minute records, 120-minute records, come into school the next day and play down whatever it was. And I know one of the biggest things that we did in high school and even before that, you know, elementary school and all that stuff, we would play, like, Protect Your Neck and dudes were like what the hell is this? And Staten Island to your point being about listening to you know watching the Wu-Tang joint. We didn't know what Staten Island was. We knew the other boroughs. We had no idea what Staten Island was and where these dudes were coming from. You feel me? So
1: no nah, it's a great topic, point.
3: Brandon. Beautiful topic.
1: It's a great point and I think um you know just hearing both of you talk man it's like synergy in between these two uh topics we're talking about right? We're talking about music. We're talking about storytelling. I think the link that ties the two together, right? Um, storytelling is the oldest Easy. form of entertainment, Easy. right? I often wander and go back and be like, "What were the cavemen?" You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. what did then. they have as entertainment? Mm-hmm. It was like when hunter-gatherer X came to back from uh, his adventure. He's going straight to the fire. He needs that <laughs> heat. But the family's around. Yeah, <laughs> the family's around, and he's what? He's yeah. telling a <laughs> story. <laughs> Yo,
2: exactly. <laughs>
1: Everyone's like,
0: "Oh my
1: god!" And he's but bloody on the cheek. He got blood on the cheek. <laughs> oh, pulls out the tube at the yeah. end. I did it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was the first form of entertainment. Um, but along, I bet you, if we did the research in the history. Music brings people together as well. It's like food, music, storytelling. Those three things always find a way to be intertwined. When we sit down and we eat dinner, we talking about our day. When you just said, Jay, uh, when you and Young Malik, the Young King, when y'all are uh, listening to music, it's always stories being brought up. I remember when this first came out, Jay, I remember. You know, and it just, it's like this unifying element uh, between all three.
4: It was a breakthrough for me because I've never been introduced to the concept of emotional intelligence. So once I became aware with the concept, I started to become more self-aware. I started to analyze how my lack of understanding, my emotions, was affecting the people around me. And once I became more self-aware, I was able to become more socially aware and see how other people's emotions were trickling down to, like, you know, just the energy and everything. And it, it single-handedly changed my life because we we're emotional beings, and then especially as men, as black men, like, you know, we were raised, we were taught not to be emotional. And the funny thing is, that makes us even more emotional: lashing out, rage, frustration. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? But like, that's the emotion that is acceptable from men. Yeah, but. That's not acceptable. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. like, that shouldn't be acceptable. Right. You know what I mean? Like, but we should be soft. That's and, and that's the thing is, like, being emotionally aware has nothing to do with being soft. Right. You, know, you and a black man is in a heated uh, conversation and you tell him he's being emotional, that might trigger him. You know what I'm saying? And with reality, he is being emotional, especially if you calm and he's screaming and boom, boom, boom. It's like, yo. And this is why it's important for. Everyone to be in a growth mindset. Because you see, the thing is, if I'm in a growth mindset and I approach a fixed mind- mindset person, I'm gonna be like, okay, cool. I'm a, uh, you good the shit out of them. <laughs> like, you win. And then I'm out of there. Because my mindset is growing. I see you locked in a place.
1: So, man, what really caught me with this clip, man, you know, I try to do every morning I wake up is find positive things, things to give me direction for the day. Um, and I remember when I found this Joey badass clip, just to hear like, Um, the way he broke it down and he interpreted energy. I think like having a positive energy and a positive mindset is like uh, portrayed as if you gotta be perfect. Like you wake up, I am the powerful being. So if that is how you achieve it, then respect. But I feel like I take it as being positive, waking up with a, a purposeful energy, no matter what I face today. And I'm not gonna let this send me on a track that I didn't intend on going on When I woke up, I think that is about good energy, positive energy.
2: Yeah, that's one thing I'm working on. Um, Just personally for me is I'm not I'm not like I'm still trying to develop my emotional control. Like like if I wake up in a certain kind of way, I just kind of, you know, I just that's just going to be how it is. And I'm really trying to work on having the strength to shift that. Right. If I'm tired. You know, I just be feeling like oh, I'm tired and trying to really have the strength to be like, no, you know, we're going to get or if I wake up in a bad mood or if I wake up stressed. Most days, I just kind of let that dictate my day, whereas like I'm really trying to like he's like Joey Badass was talking about. Be cognizant of, okay, now I'm putting it on my girl. My girl woke up in a good mood, but now I'm dragging her down. Or now, you know, I'm in, a, I'm in a salty mood and now when I'm on a meeting with my with my team at work or whatever, they can pick up on it. And now it also starts to shape their perception of me. So, you know, I can get up and go to the gym, no problem. And I can lift the weights and, cha- and change my body or I could, you know, buy some new stuff around this apartment to change my environment. But changing my emotional uh, emotions and my mentality is just tough for me. So I'm working on it. But um, like you said, gratitude is number one for me uh waking up and just trying to be grateful is a really big like um thing to help me kind of shape my emotions for the day and so uh i'm not perfect with it but i'm trying to work on it and um and yeah i do i am aware of the fact we do have the ability to control our emotions though and reshape how we're feeling at that uh, particular day so um i'll be interested to see how y'all what are some things that you do? So if you wake up in a funky mood or if you wake up stressed or if you wake up, like how are you guys able to shift that if you are, right? Like what are some actions that you actually do? Here's the crazy part, right? Um,
3: A couple things, as you, my brothers know, going through a lot right now, um, family-wise and professionally and stuff like that. And just to be fully transparent, And thanks for asking, uh, T, because we don't... That's another thing. We don't ask each other, yo, I need help. Or what do you guys do? And the simple fact that Joey Badass says on... Again, with the name of Joey Badass, he can walk around acting like everything's gravy. Feel me? A lot of dudes can walk around like it's gravy. But he's here like, yo, no, look at this. I just figured out something that this shit is contagious, as another brother said on on um, on the interview. But the point is, I'm going through it right now. And... That means seeing my therapist, one of the best things I've ever done for myself, self-care-wise. And I was in a situation, I hit her up via message. She hit me back with a simple, simple direction. And this is for all y'all and Tyler, you asked. She goes, listen to your your nervous system. And I was like, what? So I hit her back, I was like, what do you mean? She's like, listen to your nervous system. You wake up feeling a certain way, listen to it. And then say to yourself, why am I feeling this way? Look around you, this, that, and the third. If you're feeling good, of course, why are you feeling good? Look around you. If it's obviously something that's hurting you, this, that, and the third, that is something that you obviously have to recognize yourself. But listening to your nervous system, some of the best advice I've ever been. Simple as it sounds, but it's really true. Because if you're feeling a certain type of way and you're not feeling okay, this is another thing that I also learned, It's okay not to be okay. Oh, yeah. And Joey's making a point like, yo, you wake up in a bad mood and this, that, and the third with people around you. Be conscious of that. Still respect yourself. Have that nervousness, but obviously know that could project on others. But again, self-care. You don't want to deny yourself what your body's actually feeling. And I got to tell you, what I've been going through, continue to be going through, it's been a blessing in disguise. Um and I'm, I'm again fortunate you point tyler woke up blessed feeling blessed I'm very gr- grateful for what i have what i continue to have what i've given in regards to my family but at the same time i also gotta be aware of this is a self-care thing taking care of yeah. myself
2: because it's like you know when we're thirsty we go get some water when we're hungry we go get some food when we got to go to the bathroom we go to you know so like when you listen to your body and other aspects yes team. But when it comes to emotions, or like you said, nervous system, it's almost like a disconnect, right? Like, okay, you're tired, you listen to your body, you go lay down. Um, You're hot, you know, you you listen to your body, you turn the AC on, whatever, you know, we do it so much in those physical aspects that it's almost like foreign to do it in an emotional or mental sense. So, you know what I'm saying? Well said, brother. Because we listen, we listen to our body, you know, uncomfortable, you get a pillow or you do, you know, whatever the case. May be. So it's
1: like that's a good point
2: that I'm just trying to say that pathway of listening to our body is already established. It's just kind of like, why is it when it's emotions or a mental state, which is still part of the body, it's difficult to do so.
1: Well, I think I think you hitting on a lot of things, but I think it's really something unique when it comes to us too i think in our lives um you know by whether for good or bad choice or force we get taught hold it in especially coming from athletic backgrounds you know what i'm saying coming from uh instances where you know emotion can be viewed as weakness and this isn't nothing that you know many of y'all i'm sure haven't heard but we take it as if man a sign of weakness for me to say I'm having a bad day. It's a sign of weakness for me to walk around with my head down, chest out, head up, that shit ain't gonna get you down. And I feel like um, our generation, we've taken a big step as far as emotional intelligence, spiritual intelligence, health, wellness, because I'm gonna keep it a buck, man. Like I can't really rap about it with my parents. You know what I'm saying? They not because they're not, they don't have an ear to hear, but they come from a different era where it was like, I'm a, I gotta suck it up, bootstrap, you know, all that stuff, keep it moving. Um, and so I feel like in a tough way, um, it's always tough being a pioneer, being the first one to step in foreign ground. And not that we are, but I do feel in some ways for those that are uh attached to us, families, cousins, friends, we all are doing something that's unique. Due to the circumstances that we've been through the past three years with the pandemic, BLM, shit, work from home. Man, you know what it is. Like, all these different things. It's like, man, we all hit a midlife crisis <laughs> over the past three years. You know, from the most stress, tension, all this stuff that we're facing. So for me, I really try to be, you know, just almost militant and like, today I'm going to wake up and conquer today. Um, I'm not saying like, uh every day I think that and every day it works just like that but the process and the schedule the routine that I've tried that I continue to implement again with having that athletic background when I'm up I got 15 minutes to get to that gym I don't care if I gotta crawl walk <laughs> whatever I'm getting to that gym and I'm pressing that treadmill because I know when I do that I'm gonna listen to my my book I've been on you know three magic words of the energy codes. Once I put that in, I know I'm going to hear something that sparks a thought or plants or seed or changes my approach um, to how I was feeling potentially. And then obviously sweating and, and you know, get my blood flowing, moving. Endorphins, I'm more of being, right. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And now, but for me mentally, again, getting a little, you know, mama mentality with it. I like to push myself to my limits before. I allow someone in the outside world or society to push me to my limits. So that's what that represents to me, whether it's boxing, whether it's getting on the treadmill, whether it's body weight, whatever. I want to push my limits before I allow something in the world to push my limits and alter the path that I'm intended on going. Now, shit, Jay knows and T knows, too. times when I hit you and I'm like, man, I'm about to tap out. Bro, I am i can't. You know what I'm saying? I called off today. My boy, it's 1130. Yeah, I said I, I'm good. <laughs> like, cause, or else I was going to do, you know, but I feel like if we got 365 chances to get it right, we ain't going to be 100%. You're going to have times when you got those days, and that's all right. So I, I definitely agree with This is what I find amazing
3: what you just said. You called us. hmm and be like, yo guys, I'm in this space. To a certain degree, that's you listening to your nervous system, and us, me and T, knowing where you are at, being that how honest you are, I I can speak for it, I know Tyler can speak for it. We've never said, nah, 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 you should do what you gotta do. We're like, yo, good, bro, listen to yourself, man. We're here, talk to us. And nine times out of 10, B, our conversations on the phone, our our catch-ups, three of us, whatever it is, Just the simple fact that we get to talk, automatically helps that mood, automatically. Because then all of a sudden, you know you're not crazy because the old saying is, I remember this when I was living in the Bay Area, I saw a lot of people with a sticker, just because you think it, doesn't make it right, right? And I kept on seeing that sticker on people's cars and that's crazy. And then I thought about it, I'm like, you know, it's funny, you keep on saying something to yourself over and over and over again, political, Physical, how you feel about yourself, your friends, whoever it may be, yeah. you start to believe it after. And the minute you speak to somebody else, and they don't give you what you want back, but it makes you listen for yourself,
1: it's dope. So again, it's Worse, absolutely. It, it, thoughts yeah. become things. Yeah. Thoughts truly become things. So if you marinate on the negative of a person, I don't like this dude, this dude always, this person always, it will become true. It will it become the thing. Because, and, but it all ties back to what we heard in the clip. That energy is what you're putting out. One thousand And if we're all magnets, you are gonna get it back. Today, tomorrow, in due time, you will get it back. In life, very few things are guaranteed.
2: Death, taxes, and the NBA GOAT debate. You can run, you can
1: hide, but eventually it'll always find its way back into your life.
2: Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the best player ever in basketball? LeBron King. Messi King. versus Ronaldo. Who would He's be the, the next? Really LeBron ain't catching MJ. What LeBron's accomplished over the course of his career, it
1: makes him the GOAT. Hold on, hold on. You said you said, uh, uh, LeBron James the greatest player ever? Ever. What about Michael and Kobe? So you just going to pass Kobe up like that? I'm going I'm to I'm pass Kobe up. I'm going to look at Michael. You? Kobe Bryant couldn't fill or Michael Jordan fill LeBron's shoes.
3: I would like you to rank these legendary
0: basketball players from best to worst. <laughs> <Ed>. <laughs> LeBron James, Michael Jordan, yeah. and Kobe Bryant. You know what I'm going to answer, but I'm not going to answer it because
1: then everybody's going to sit there and debate about it. It's Fine. Fine. No, I'm the best. Michael's second best. <laughs> LeBron.
3: So, yo, just to be 1,000% clear with all y'all listening, I can care less who's a goat for anything. Point blank period. Oh, no. And I'm not saying this for my brothers here gonna say whoever they feel, I'm not into the lists. And typically this list, as me and B talked about, and t- Tyler, the lists usually come across usually when it's yep. folks of color, which is real yeah. weird. And I'm not gonna get caught up in it. Don't get me wrong, as a young kid, I swore this with Jordan, I swore this with whatever sneaker, because I'm a sneakerhead, this, that, and the third. I'm good. I think there's a space in which, I and mean, I know, pick a team. I know, man without an island, sure. I'm good, and everybody. Nah, got man. nah out. man.
1: Nah, man. Go ahead. Why we don't hear Larry Bird or Dirk Thank and me. Whiskey? You only could pick one. Go. <laughs> Why? Why are we not hearing it right now? Luca or Dirk? Who's the best? We don't. We don't hear that. Who's the best, man? But shit, we hear it all. The t- LeBron or Kobe? LeBron or Jordan? Biggie or Tupac? We got to always kill off one of our greats. And I don't like that shit. Which is why my take is it's a GOAT tier in everything. That's how I look at the shit. First of all, I'm going to appreciate greatness. Because I'm not going to live... I ain't going to live to be 80 and be like, I've had the same greatest of all time for 79. (laughs) Nah, fuck that. Because I'm not appreciating what I'm seeing if I'm thinking so close-minded, right? So I've always viewed it as a GOAT tier. And for me in that tier? And what qualifies you to be in that gold tier? Obviously, statistics. Obviously, the eye test. Obviously, generational stars. How many stars have you kept? You you forever second team until I retire, my guy. You know what I'm saying? How many have you kept away from standing at the podium? Influence on culture, influence on the game. When you consider these categories, it's hard not to say, Kobe, Jordan, LeBron. Not in that order, but in my order, yeah, that's my order. Um, <laughs> fuck it, you know what I'm saying?
3: I haven't. I love the tier thing, but I also love the greatness Greatness point. I, I love greatness. Name the sport. Yeah. You name the genre of music. You name music in general, I'll tell you the greats. Who's better than the other? Is it come down to awards? Whatever, I can get into that. All three of us are athletes. And don't get me wrong, I step on the court, I step on the field. Mm-hmm. I think in my head, and whatever I do performance-wise, I'm the greatest to be out yeah. of Point blank period. Right. And I guess that transcends into what people want to make themselves into. I can get into the whole social media and making a comment for yourself. And the minute LeBron was about to score, the scoring title, there was a whole thing on ESPN about the greatness. I get it. You're, you're, you're selling numbers. You're getting likes. Cool. But I'm the greatness dude. I, if you're great at something, fantastic. And I need to give you your flowers, which we could talk about later. You need to get yes. the flowers when you're alive. Not even later. Jordan. Yeah. Yes. Not, not 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 Bill Russell with the number six. Number six should have been yes, retired. to go, But we'll for talk real. about that
2: later. I think even Jordan was asked. He was like, you think he's the GOAT? And if, he was like, no, because I'm not going to call myself that because it's disrespectful to the people he would put himself over. So it's just... The GOAT talk is just rooted in, in, even though it's, you know, the GOAT question, you're trying to get someone to give props and boost up somebody, you can't boost them up without pushing down the people you're putting them over. So it's just rooted, yeah, it's just rooted in disrespectful, it's almost like a disrespectful um, compliment, kind of like a backhanded compliment, like, yeah, like, you're the GOAT, so Forget LeBron and Kobe and Kareem. Like it, it downplays everything they did. So, yeah, I, I maybe put an S at the end and make them goats, right? I like the, I like the, um, yeah. I like the Mount Rushmore uh, question more. Like, if you want to come to, who's on your Mount Rushmore or that kind of thing. But, um, right. But yeah, to to do the whole goat thing and just like the singular who's better, and then the rest are just a bunch of bums kind of rubs me the wrong way for sure.
1: I don't want it in a sense because I think it disrespects Will Chamberlain, uh, Jerry West, you know, all the guys that prior to me, I never had a chance to play against. You know, what everybody's saying I am, I never had the chance to compete
4: against other legends that that was prior to me. Um, When I hear it, I cringe a little bit because, you know, it's it's a little bit embarrassing because no one knows.
1: And I'm gonna pull that thread that Jay laid down. That was perfectly said to you, but I gotta go back and pull Jay thread because he got to—he tried to get out easy. It only happens when it's our shit, for real. Yeah, I don't hear who's who's better: John Lennon, David Bowie, uh, uh, Elton John. Hey, nigga.
2: <laughs> I don't hear that.
1: It's real shit. Who's the greatest writer of all time? Go. Greatest movie of all time? Go. George Clooney, Leonardo DiCaprio, or like it's not. It's mighty funny. It's a. It's more than a coincidence. That subconsciously, we talk about killing our goats. And in hip hop, we lose a lot of our goats that way. You know what I'm saying? I just don't like the thought of, we just talked about energy. We just talked about thoughts become things. Boom. It's, and all across the world, we talk about this or that. Only one. It's so competition
2: based, too. And we need less of that in the black community. Like it's just it's too much right. of it. So, uh, yeah, gotcha. I could do without it because it's too much competition and it's too much. Because even with our kids, even and even without goats. right? Even it's always got to be my shoes are better than yours. You know, my my parents' car is better. My it's it's always competition based, and we need less of that overall as a people. So, right? Why not get rid of it for? You know, yeah. our, our um, elite members, so.
1: I like that point, T. That's a true point.
3: I love it. And it's like, you know, again, you know me, I'm always going to reference some something cultural that I love to do and be a part of. Like, my one of my favorite groups, Natural Elements, that was a track, you know, if you will, album called Crabs in the Bucket. And they talk about it. It's like this crabs in the bucket mentality, right? One minute, somebody's trying to get out, that crab in a crab in a bucket it's always trying to get one over, get one over, get one over. Even with the conversation of
1: a GOAT, greatest of all time, it always gets me. We talk about how it only us. happens with our stuff in our community, or it happens in our community at a higher frequency. And I read, you know, this book that I love, one of my favorite books, um, Three Magic Words. Competition and creativity are opposites. If the black community's always competing. No wonder why we can't create a better situation for ourselves. Interesting. I just drew that parallel hearing you say that. We've always been competitive, as T beautifully said. Clothes, mine is better than yours. I got this. Oh, look at your shoes, bro! Look at your shoes, bro! Like those are fake ass shoes. Those are
2: those are mids. Like, what? like. And then T, even even a step further,
3: people will come up and stomp on your shit and want to fight.
2: What? What
0: are those? Like, it's competition. That shit is fashion.
1: What are those? It just proves my point, like, if I'm using that line from Three Magic Words as an example, competition and creativity can't coexist. You're either competing or you're creating. And creating is what we should all be trying to do. That's what we're here to do on this earth. Create life, better circumstances, whatever, et cetera, et cetera. You can't do that competing. Um, And then I look at us and I wonder why we have some of the same problems we've been facing for decades now. This is something we really want to start incorporating into Hunger For More. It's it's really part of our our IP and who we are. It's my last song. So every episode, each one of us is going to pick a song that we feel either speaks to the theme, speaks to us. It's only right that we crack off the end of this one with a, a Nip Hustle track, and for me, I'm going to go with the Miracle off Mailbox Money for many reasons. Uh, obviously, this is that in-between period right before Victory Lap drops. So everything that put out, like we were all consuming and just like, damn, he's going to come with it when, it when Victory Lap finally comes. But more importantly for me, like it really speaks to Nip's inspirations. Uh, the sample you're going to hear from it. Um, it's a song that's used as the end credit in the movie Crash. If you haven't seen that, it's one of my favorites. Super dope. But for him to pull that track and do what he does with it is it's unbelievable. We talk about GOAT tier and, and, the, and what we use for GOAT tier when it comes to sports. And I really feel like this is one of those GOAT tracks for Nip, where it all came together. So this is a miracle. Peace.
0: Like AC's in my new shit One button where the roof went TMZ taking shots Say G's for the news clips Dope boys in the boosters Gang bangers and hoopers My style is inclusive The streets is abusive But it's like my nigga Wanna survive out a shoe shit Hella thick skin Never bruised quick Yellow wrist and some Seven speed shit I talk to you On some 7D shit All visual nigga Going digital Smartest nigga, but it's visual, nigga. My understanding on a level kinda different, my nigga. Every time I drop the city, you feeling. Every time you hate, you gotta be kidding. Every time I pull up to it's kidding, and I can't even really walk through the Beverly Center. Hudson and jeans on ain't the regular denim I bought the 600, not the regular business. Famous without a deal, that ain't regular nigga. I'm trying to tell you niggas, I'm not a regular nigga. No, I was been supposed to change up. I was been supposed to fold all this pressure. I was been supposed to change up. Nigga, what would I look like? I I'm tryna fuck these LA streets up Think it's safe to say that I did it